Thanks for pressing play. This is Christopher Lockhead, Follow Your Different, where we aim to have real conversations that celebrate the people, ideas, and companies that stand out. Today, uh, it's you and me. I wanted to talk with you about the number one piece of entrepreneurial advice that most of us hear today, and that is hustle. Hustle, hustle, hustle. And the seven reasons why, I think, hustle is bullshit and frankly, borderline dangerous. We're sponsored by Oracle NetSuite. Learn how to turbocharge the growth of your business today at netsuite.com different. And while you're there, you will be able to set up a free one-hour growth review with an expert in your industry to talk about uh, how to overcome the barriers for growth in your business and how to turbocharge them. So go to netsuite.com different today. And uh, also, check out Lockhead.com and uh, click on the blog tab, and uh, you'll be able to read a recent blog post on the seven reasons why hustle's got to go. Now, hey-ho, let's go. Uh, I think it's about time we all need to say, fuck hustle. And <laughs> I recently wrote a blog about this, and I kind of wanted to bring it to life for you um, and sort of unpack the seven reasons why hustle is bad advice. And, you know, you hear this a lot from, I, I like to call them entrepreneurial porn stars. You know, these, these, it's almost all guys. There's a few women, I guess, but it's mostly guys and they like to get on there and say, hustle, hustle, hustle. And, you know, you just need to work hard and go for it. And, you know, all of this sort of um, entrepreneur 101 kind of bullshit. And I, I think it's most underscored by um, the sort of the Kardashian of entrepreneurial porn stars, Gary Vaynerchuk. He's even gone so far as to say that hustle is the most important word ever. And then, um, you know, then there's Grant Cardone, another one of these guys. And believe it or not, on his website, Grant Cardone sells a lime green wrist uh, band, I guess, um, called the Hustle Muscle. And you can go to Grant Cardone's website and buy one of these fucking things. <laughs> All right. So why is this bullshit and uh, why does it need to stop? Number one, hustle is a no-shit Sherlock. That is to say, if you're somebody who's trying to be successful in business or frankly in any other domain and you need to be told to hustle, um, you probably should go work for maybe a government agency or something like that. Because, of course, it's a duh. We've all read Malcolm Gladwell when he told us that it takes 10,000 hours to master something. Who knows whether that number is true? But here's what we do know. Um, success takes hard work. And yes, there are some trustafarians whose parents give them a ton of money and there's some people who win the lottery and so forth. But the reality is, if you have a big goal in your life, you're probably going to have to work super hard to get uh, that goal to happen. That's why we respect people who achieve great things because of the simple fact that they had to overcome stuff and do something that most people aren't willing to do. And frankly, that's why we respect them. And so, Hustle is a no-shit Sherlock. And if you don't get that, then, you know, you can listen to all the uh, hustle porn you want. <laughs> it's not going to help. Number two, hamsters hustle. 
Um, I had hamsters as a kid. Uh, maybe you did too. I'm sure you've seen a hamster. And if you've ever seen a hamster, you've probably seen it running in a wheel. And those little buggers can go around and around and around in that wheel all day long. And they seem pretty happy doing it. So hamsters hustle and they never get anywhere. And so this is something I notice a lot, that some people conflate activity and results. And the seminal question is, does the work I'm doing produce meaningful results that creates value or am I spinning my wheels? And the most legendary people that I know and I've had the chance to work with and hang out with uh, over time almost develop a very sixth sense around what are the things that are going to move the needle uh, in the areas that they care about? What, what are the levers that are going to um, uh, move things forward against their goals in an incredibly powerful way? And they're constantly trying to f- figure out what are the things that they can do to get the most leverage to produce the results that they want, as opposed to just spinning in a wheel. Number three, work smart, not hard. This should be obvious, right? Um, these hustle porn stars should be talking about this, not just working yourself into uh, the oblivion. Uh, my friend and recent host on the, or recent guest on this podcast, uh, Pat Hyben, who's the host of the Real Estate Rockstars podcast, um, makes a very powerful distinction between horizontal and vertical income. Uh, now, this is something I didn't learn in school, and I don't know if they teach it in most schools, but uh, if you haven't heard the Pat Hyben episode, let me break it down for you. Vertical income is the money that you have to do something for, sell a car, make a commission, punch clock, collect paycheck. And the vast majority of us get trained in this. We trade our labor for pay. And uh, if you listen to the hustle pushers, they just tell you to do more of this. Well, what Pat unpacks for us is this concept of horizontal income. And that's essentially money that you make from investments. Um, I like to say that horizontal income is money that can roll in while you're laying down. (laughs) And um, Pat makes the argument on when he was with us on this podcast that um, financial freedom comes when you can pay your living expenses with horizontal income. That is to say, you don't have to lift a finger for you to afford your lifestyle. And that's a very powerful idea. Also, recently, we had David Osborne uh, on on the podcast. And uh, Osborne's the author of a great book called Wealth Can't Wait. And he makes a similar point. um, And what he says is, you should make capital so that you can then go put capital to work. And so the truth is, the hugely successful people, yes, they work hard, but they're smart about it. They save their money and they put their capital to work and they try to create this thing that uh, Pat calls horizontal income. Number four, don't hustle, niche down. Now, if you're a regular listener to this podcast, you know, uh, you've probably heard me tell this story that um, the best example of why hustle is stupid is, um, is something about Mary. There's a scene in the movie where the Ben Stiller character um, is, is driving and he picks up a, uh, I think he's a psycho killer. He's certainly some kind of a maniac, a character played by a hysterical comedian named Harlan Williams. And if you ever get a chance to go see Harlan live, go because he's, he's priceless. He, um, 
better or as, as well as anybody I've ever seen plays with the audience and it's highly entertaining. Anyway, I digress. In the movie, um, Stiller says to uh, Harlan, hey, um, you know, kind of how are you going to make it in life? What's your plan? Whatever. And, and William sort of says, hey, well, you know that uh, infomercial, eight-minute abs? I'm going to launch seven-minute abs. And Stiller says to him, well, yeah, that's great, but what are you going to do when somebody uh, launches six-minute abs? And, uh, and then the, the Williams character has a bit of a you know, convulsion. The point being, most people are playing a seven-minute abs game. That is to say, they're playing a comparison game. They're competing in an existing niche, uh, often where there's a category queen or a category king in there. And what the hustle hucksters don't tell you is that if you're hustling in a niche or category that is designed and dominated by somebody else, at best, you're competing for, uh, for 25% of the economics, at best, and you will always be compared with them and chances are uh, you're, going to, uh, you're going to fail because it's almost impossible to unseat an existing category queen or king. And so hustling in a category or niche designed by somebody else is almost always career or business suicide. Number five, uh, look, if you start doing a little bit of research, you're going to find out that in the United States, there is what many call a burnout crisis going on. According to the Gallup organization, 44% of people report feeling burned out sometimes at work, and 23% report feeling burned out always. Furthermore, um, according to, I think this one is Forbes, let me just double check. Oh, no, excuse me. According to HBR, um, the U.S. corporations spend up to $190 billion a year on health care due to burnout. So whether you want to look at it on a personal basis, uh, burning out's not good for you, it's not good for your career, it's not good for your health, it's not good for your family, and it's not good for our businesses. We're spending almost $200 billion a year in healthcare, according to the HBR, because so many of us are, are fried at work. Six, there is an entrepreneur mental health crisis going on. I recently did a podcast episode on this topic, uh, inspired by a TechCrunch post written by a VC named Jake Chapman. I don't know Jake, but I thought he did a great job in shining a light on something that needs, I think, uh, more light on it. And just to kind of uh, remind you, it turns out that entrepreneurs are two times more likely to have depression, six times more likely to have ADHD. Yeah, well, guilty as charged here. <laughs> three times more likely to suffer from substance abuse, 10 times more likely to be bipolar, two times more likely to have a psychiatric hospitalization, and two times more likely to have suicidal thoughts. So what we know is if you're an entrepreneur or you're entrepreneurial, these things can be a reality for you. And telling people who are in this circumstance to work more, to hustle, seems downright reckless to me. And number seven, workaholics are not heroes. These hustle entrepreneurial porn stars make it sound like um, you're the cool kid if you are working like crazy. Well, guess what? More than half of American office workers, 58%, say they check their work email while still in bed. And 48% of them consider themselves workaholics. I'll ask you the question, 
Do you grab your phone or maybe computer and check work email in bed before you even get up? Uh, I recently made a decision to delete all social media with the exception of Instagram, which sort of you have to have on your phone, but everything else I deleted off my phone because I noticed I was spending too much time on social media on my phone and not just sort of being in the world. And so um, I've stopped doing that. And of course, you know, I'm a huge advocate of the miracle morning espoused by my buddy, Hal Elrod. And um, look, I'm no shrink. I'm no doctor. I'm no psychologist. I'm no nothing. I'm just a guy. But I got to believe that checking your work email on your phone while still in bed is maybe the worst thing you can do for your uh, well-being. Um, so, so I'd ask you to think about that. More importantly, when did becoming a workaholic, uh, when did being a workaholic become a badge of honor? Um, some other fascinating stats. Americans only use about half of their vacation time. Only 23% of employees take all of the time they've earned. Only 23%. And nearly 10% of us take no fucking paid time off at all, according to Glassdoor.com. So what does this tell us? We have become a live-to-work society as opposed to a work-to-live society. And look, here's what I've learned. I think that's backwards. I hear people say stuff like, oh, I'll relax when I retire. Now, you know, uh, I have to admit, I used to fall into this trap. And so what did I learn along the way? What I learned is that working 60 to 80 hours a week for 51.5 weeks a year um, does a lot of things to you. Number one, it, it means you're not good at your job, period. If you're working that much, and I know because I used to do this, you are fried. I used to be so upside down from a time zone perspective. I would wake up most mornings because I used to travel two to 400,000 miles a year. I'd wake up most mornings and uh, not know where I was, and that would feel normal. I used to travel so much that my body clock was never really on any kind of a time zone for any length of time. And what happened to me? Well, uh, my exercise was up and down. I ended up not eating well for a bunch of the time. And here's the truth of the matter. When you have succumbed to being this kind of a workaholic, there is no way, not only you can do a good job, but that you can be caring for the people and the relationships that you value in your life. And that's just the truth. So that's why I say it's time to fuck this hustle mentality. It's time to start thinking about how we can truly design a life and a business that works. A 360 degree life with the right cocktail mix of work, relationships, experiences, and well-being. And if we do that, I say we can build legendary businesses, make a huge difference in the world, and have a great time with the people that we love. And that's why I think it's time to fuck hustle. Uh, thanks so much for hanging out with me. I really do appreciate it. And um, let's see. Uh, I think, I think you know, I think I need to stick with, uh, stick with my buddy, Richard C. Kelly. So deepest apologies to Richard C. Kelly, chairman of Pacific Gas and Electric. Sorry, Dick. We just ran out of time for you. That's it, my friends. It means the world to me that uh, you've invested your time with me. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out. Until next time, follow your different. Thank you.